It's time for a new evolution in raising golfers, one that doesn't involve headaches, tears, or heading down the path of unknown. Whether you're trying to introduce children to the game of golf, help them play competitively, or play at a collegiate level, you're in the right place. This show is for any parent, player, or coach who wants to build a better team at home and on the golf course. This is the Raising Golfers Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raising Golfers Podcast. I'm so excited to have you back here today. My name is Travis Hauser. I'm a PGA professional working here in Carlsbad, California, and super excited for 2022. We've got some really, really cool things ahead for junior golf programs. We've got a full-on, full program with Operation 36 running Tuesday through Friday at our golf course with weekly classes and then we've got four nine hole challenges for the eight week semester it's going to be awesome i can't wait for it and just generally speaking the way i see things is that the future of junior golf is just so positive and so many people are trying to dabble into the sport and really just give it a try and i think generally speaking i'm going to talk about this more in today's episode but as coaches and parents or just us as adults if we can create a really really good positive experience for these junior golfers, I think we'll be able to keep them in the game for a lifetime. Now, today's episode, what I'm going to talk to you about is a situation I think many of you have gone through. So have you ever had this situation where you're constantly trying to help your junior golfer with something in the game? So for example, you could say, Johnny, hold the club this way, stand this way, swing this way, on and on and on and on. And then you find they might do it in that moment but then not the next time or the next time or the next. And you find yourself constantly reminding them to do it. Does this sound familiar? Don't worry. You're not the only one. I used to fight the same battle as well. And I've really had some thoughts about this situation. I hear this a lot with family members. And, you know, of course, we want what's best for our junior golfers. We have concerns when we see issues. And if you're an experienced golfer listening and you have a child in the game of golf or you're a coach who's got other junior golfers and you're tuning in on this episode, then, you know, it's normal. You know, you see these issues, you see these problems, you see these situations that you yourself are trying to fix and you're just trying to figure out, you know, why is it that they're not making the adjustment? Why do they keep reverting back to this thing that they're doing that they feel so comfortable with? You know, what is it? What is the problem? So, you know, for me, reflecting over this issue for years, I've had a bit of a realization. And what I've come to realize over the years is that us adults are trying to fix a problem that does not exist in the junior's eyes. So what I mean by this is they already feel good about what they're doing. They think they already play well. They enjoy playing the way that they're playing. So in their eyes, why would they change it? Just think about that. Why would they change that? Change that. So parents, family members, and coaches, you sometimes have to put yourself and the eyes of the child, and realize where they're coming from. And, you know, this is a difficult task, and it's hard for us all to kind of put ourselves in their shoes, because again, you know, we have our experiences, we have our opinions, we have our ideas about how things are supposed to be done or should be done. But I think sometimes as adults, we have to then, again, kind of go back and just think, okay, you know, why is Johnny doing it this way? Why does he not want to change it? What is he thinking? And so if the end goal is to play the game with your children for the rest of your lives, does that problem really matter right now? Think about that. Does the problem really matter right now? So for example, is their grip 
even though they're still holding it like a hockey stick or baseball style or too strong or too weak, whatever it may be, does it really matter right now? And you're probably thinking, I want them to have the correct fundamentals starting at a young age. Well, I think if you start them at a young age and they continue to enjoy the game for quite a while, there's a good chance that their swing is going to be efficient because they're trying to swing hard and they are going to learn athleticism. They're going to be they're going to have coordinated swings. And at the end of the day, fixing that problem right now, it really doesn't matter. You know, is fixing that problem really going to make their golf experience better or worse? I think that's a question you have to constantly ask yourself. Is this going to make the experience better or worse? Ironically, I was speaking to another coach the other day, and he asked me a fantastic question. He said, you know, what's your take on coaching etiquette? And it's it's a great question because it's actually changed over the years. So first and foremost, I want to make sure that the environment is safe, and I want to make sure that the experience is positive for the children. So etiquette is an important part of the game. But I think that sometimes some etiquette is coached once they actually experience going out on the golf course and actually go through situations. So, for example, if I just teach a child, hey, move your shadow or don't stand in their line, is that really so important right now? Not really. Now, if they go out and play in a tournament or they go out and play with some of their friends, somebody might say, hey, don't step in my line or could you move my shadow? Well, okay, so they'll learn it then. Or maybe in the bunker, they start doing practicings, they're hitting the sand, they ground their club. Of course, that's against the rules of the game of golf. But does it really matter, especially when they're starting out? Is that if I tell them not to do that, and then they struggle to get it out of the bunker, is that making their experience more positive? Probably not. So again, you know, I think everything kind of has to feed back to, okay, is this going to make their experience more positive or negative? And sure, those moments, those coaching moments will come in the future. We don't know when they'll come, but if we can keep them in the game long enough, there's a good chance that they will come. And now let's hear a message from our show sponsor. Hey guys, this last spring I teamed up with Operation 36 here at our facility in Carlsbad, California, and it has completely changed my way of coaching and service to my customers. Operation 36 is a developmental golf program designed to take beginners from playing their first round to being able to shoot par or better for nine holes. So here's how it works. Participants attend weekly one-hour classes and work through a six-level curriculum. They then play in nine-hole events once or twice a month with a common goal to shoot 36 or better from different distances. And using the Operation 36 app, coaches can plan programs, communicate with families, and track students' progress. It's really, really cool. If you're a parent listening, search for a program near you on their website at operation36.golf forward slash juniors. And coaches, if you'd like to start a program at your facility, go to the same website, operation36.golf forward slash coaches. So I'm on a mission to make lasting positive experiences. So please keep in mind, just because they love it now doesn't mean they will love it forever. And we have to do our best to make sure that they continue to love the game for their lifetime. So I've laid out the problem. I've laid out my realization. I want you to think about that and think about it deeply and think about, okay, does my junior golfer actually see that there's a problem? If they don't see it's a problem, then it's going to be very difficult to fix it. So then what do we do? What's the solution? So what I've found over the years is that if we want to fix, quote unquote, fix these problems, 
we need our children in an environment that creates problems and allows the children to experience low levels of mistakes and failures. So, for example, in a group setting, which I highly recommend for junior golfers, if you're playing a game and in that game, that junior golfer continuously loses the game or loses it occasionally, loses it more often than they want to, they might then begin to realize that maybe there is an issue. Maybe there's a problem. Maybe there's something they can improve in. Or let's just say they go out and, you know, we have these nine hole challenges for Operation 36. They move further and further away from the hole as they graduate through the division. So if they shoot 36 from 25 yards, the next nine hole challenge, they, they play from 50 yards and they're trying to shoot 36 again. Well, maybe they might get stuck on a division for an extended period of time. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not easy to shoot 36 from these divisions, and it does take some time. But that environment might also help spark, hey, you know what? Jeez, I've had 30 putts in the last few times that I've gone out and played. I really need to work on my putting. Hey, mom, hey, dad, how can I improve my putting? You know, mom and dad might say, hey, here's a couple things we can do at home, or let's go practice together. Or they might say, hey, why don't you ask your coach? And then the player comes to the coach and says, hey, coach, I need help with my putting. Can you help me with my putting? I, I need some help so I can get the putts down so I can pass my division. Things like this, that type of environment can spark more interest. But if you're trying to fix the problem, now we have an environment that actually creates a situation where they have to go through adversity, a situation where they start to realize that they could improve and they want to improve. That's more important. They want to improve. So then we have an opportunity to coach them in that manner. So what I want you to do now is think about the environment your child is playing golf in. Is it one that allows them to have experiences I just mentioned? Is the experience positive? Could it be more positive? What could you adjust or what could you do? Now, personally, if they're just doing one-on-one instruction, it could be a short-lived journey in golf. Now, I think one-on-one instruction is very beneficial. Don't get me wrong. However, there needs to be a balance in their learning environment and too much of one that especially points out problems that they don't think exist could lead them down the wrong path of longevity in the game of golf. So I want you to think that through, you know, if you need to write it down or maybe make a list of things or even ask your junior golfer, hey, what is it about golf that you like? Do you like the one-on-one classes? Do you like the group classes? Do you like playing on the golf course with me? Do you like playing in tournaments? Do you like the challenges? Do you like playing with your friends? Ask them these questions and you might start to get a better understanding of it. And then again, see if we can have environments that create situations for them that give us coachable moments to be able to help them out. And I think it'll go a really long ways. So my final thoughts are, for all of you tuning in, be patient. This does not happen overnight. It really doesn't. And of course, you've probably reminded your junior golfer a hundred times about this situation. But you know what? If they're in the right environment, there might be a time when they will realize that there is actually a problem and they might want to fix it. And if they don't, the experience stays positive and see if and when that might happen. And even if it doesn't, let's just keep the experience positive for them. So allow time for your junior to figure things out on their own. Give them a chance to experiment. Let them know that mistakes are okay. Give them the chance to make mistakes and have failures. Give them a chance to have adversity in their own game. But again, 
make sure that their learning environment is positive and creates long-lasting experiences that they will remember forever. Thanks so much for tuning in again here on the Raising Golfers podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback about this episode and other episodes that you've listened to. So if you get a chance, if you could go on to iTunes or Spotify and leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. And that will give a better chance for new listeners who come in to tune into this podcast, give them a better understanding of what they're going to be dabbling into and the information they're going to get out of this podcast. Thanks so much. And we'll have you here back on the podcast next week.